Welcoming in Dr. Judy Ho, clinical forensic neuropsychologist, host of the Supercharged Life podcast. If you have any questions while we talk to Dr. Judy, please text 504-260-1870, the Oakland Heart Jeweler Talk and Text Line, wide open, and I'll pass your questions along. Today we're talking about changing your child's behavior. How you doing, Dr. Judy? Hey, Tommy. How are you? I'm good. How was Thanksgiving? Or did we talk to you since then? You know what? I feel like we have not spoken since Thanksgiving, and we had a bet, remember, about the 49ers Ooh. versus Saints game. So Ooh, I I'm here to about collect that. for my charity. You know what? I'm, we're yeah. going to get your address off the air. Tim will get it, and I'll mail you the check, okay? Oh, uh, no. I, I no, really no. enjoyed watching that game. No, but I insist so on it. Cause I, tell me what the name of your charity again, and I'll make the check out. The name uh, of the it's going to be... A, it's going to be a Reva Martin's charity, so I will definitely give you more information about right, it. It's right. um, a charity that uh, helps uh, children with developmental disabilities. I prefer not to send you a blank check in the mail because people steal these things. <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll, we'll find out all of that during the break. So how's Luca, your son? He is doing great. He's here with me right now. We're both awake. And uh, ready to talk about parenting. I saw that uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about maybe a possibly controversial uh, parenting strategy (laughs) by Becky Kennedy. Yeah, tell us about it. Yeah, so, you know, again, I have not read her book. It looks like a big part of this is all about cultivating empathy with your child. And big part of that cultivating empathy is that Dr. Kennedy feels it would be important for us to always assume that our children have good intentions. And she talked about in this very brief interview um, that she doesn't really discipline her children in the traditional way. So assuming that they're good, she addresses the behavior and says, this is not okay, for example, to hit your sister. Mm-hmm but doesn't necessarily say, well, I'm going to take your iPad away or I'm going to take your, you know, time away that you were going to spend with your friends. We're not going to give no you negative consequences. Re- we're no just- negative reinforcement, exactly. I guess. Would that be accurate or not? No punishment. Yeah, okay. no punishment. Negative reinforcement, it's, it's interesting. Negative reinforcement is actually a, a slightly different thing, but essentially well, negative reinforcement would be to take Tell me what, tell <laughs> me what <laughs> the nurses, that's why you're here. Yeah, negative reinforcement is taking away something that is upsetting or annoying. So negative reinforcement would be, for example, not actually uh, yelling at your child because that yelling is a negative stimulus, right? So then you don't yell at them, um, and then hopefully they'll stop that behavior for a different reason. Punishment would be applying something that is adversive, right? So like you're not going to be able to go out now. You're being grounded, Um, You're taking something away from them that uh, you were going to give them, or you're going to take something, you're going to apply something. (laughs) You hear Luca? I'm sorry. He is very. No, we we love Luca. We're family friendly. You know that. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So, anyway, that that is really kind of a, a interesting thing because a lot of parents will say, but sometimes punishment is important. Now, we're not talking about, you know, hitting your children, but we're talking about applying something adverse so they learn their lesson. So, okay, well, you were going to go out with your friends today. Now you can't. You know, I was going to give you a present for Christmas, and maybe I'm taking that away this year if you are actually, you know, committing so many bad behaviors that that seems worthy of a punishment. So what Dr. Kennedy is saying is, we're not going to punish our child, right? I mean, again, I didn't read her book. I'm only getting this from her interview excerpt. She used this example of hitting 
her child, uh, like not hitting her, I'm sorry, the children hitting each other and saying, I'm not going to punish you for hitting your sister. I'm just going to assume that there was good intentions there and that you're a good child. And let's, let's just talk it out. Mm -hmm. I am going to say it's not okay for you to do that, but, and I'm also going to tell your sister, Hey, are you okay? That wasn't okay that your brother hit you. But aside from that, I'm not going to give you a direct consequence for that behavior. It would seem like frequency would enter into the situation here where maybe the first time you could try that, but if it continues at some point, you're going to have to reinforce this with some punishment, right? Well, and I think that that's, I think that that's where people are going to find some issue in her, you know, in her, her discussion of how we deal with our children. So it's one thing to assume that they are good inside, meaning that they didn't mean to come and, uh, you, you know, hit their sister because they hate their sister or because they they know that it's bad and they're doing it anyway. I think that the most important thing is that you address the behavior in some way, and sometimes there might need to be a consequence that is fitting to the problem. So I think sometimes parents will give a consequence that is a little bit too harsh, right? They, they get upset themselves. They yell at the child. They assume that the child knows exactly what they're doing and that they're essentially doing something to cause more problems for the family. You're assuming all of these things on a, to a two- or three-year-old who may not have that type of idea in their mind. Maybe they're frustrated. And so either way, you should apply some level of consequence that seems more appropriate. But sometimes parents will lose their own temper, and they'll say, that's it, you're grounded for the entire month. And then they're too proud to take it back later, even though they know that maybe they made a mistake. So I think that in that example, you know, maybe maybe parents do need to reflect on what Dr. Kennedy is saying. But I think where people are going to say, well, what am I supposed to do if the child does this behavior over and over again and they don't learn? What, what do we do? What do we do then? Can't we apply some level of consequence? I think that that's what the controversy might be. I know some couples, uh, maybe me and my ex-wife, I don't know. Look, let's not bring personalities into this, but some couples argue about. Um, I, I think being a parent is a lot like being a manager or an administrator in a way in that you're, you're trying mm-hmm. to let somebody reach their ultimate potential right and bring out the best in them. And you have to be careful, uh, kind of like a police officer, in what you say or what commands you give. Because if right. you give them and rescind them, then they don't mean anything. And <laughs> once you give them, you got to follow through on it. So you got to be careful what you say out of your mouth isn't crazy to begin with. Right. Sense. It's so it's so hard. I mean, I, I know you're a parent too, Tommy, and obviously no parent is perfect. We try to do our best. But, you know, there is going to be times when maybe you you do need to say, okay, I need to follow through with this, but I also don't want my child to walk away with the wrong lesson. So where do you find that balance when you know you've made a mistake, but you don't want to go back on your word and then have your child say, well, you know, when my mom or when my dad said that to me, once they cool down, they're going to take that consequence away anyway, right? So there's that one aspect. Or halfway that through it, right? Take. Where you're or grounded for the weekend, it. Saturday, yeah, come on out your room. Oh, exactly, exactly. And then the other thing might be, you know, okay, I'm trying to be a parent that is more empathetic, but am I being too lenient? You know, like I've had this conversation with my child multiple times, and they're still doing this behavior. At what point? I don't have to assume that my child is bad. My child is still good inside, like Dr. Kennedy says. But at what point do I have to say, look, 
there are natural consequences to your behavior in real life. And I'm trying to prepare you for that. If you keep lying to other people, you will lose friends, you will lose jobs, you will lose opportunities. And there has to be some way for me to instill that lesson in you if you're not learning it by us having just conversations about it over and over again. That's because that's the, the way the real world works. We'll take a break if you have any questions about, and I'd like to ask the audience at 504-260-1870, were you punished as a child? And what do you think about this? No punishment for children. Instead of punishing them, trying to connect with them and understand where it's coming from, there is an age uh, uh, portion of this. We'll talk about that with Dr. Judy when we come back about what's appropriate and what's not. And, and you know, they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. What about kids? Uh, at what age do they become fully formed? And, and as a parent, do you lose really any um, ability to influence their behavior, et cetera? 504-260-1870. Tommy Tucker back in a flash with Dr. Judy on WWL. All right, 944-16 before 10, Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to Dr. Judy Ho, our friend, clinical and forensic neuropsychologist, host of the Supercharged Life podcast. And we're talking about a, a theory that um, I guess a child care specialist has put forward about not punishing children, but instead, I guess, trying to, to ration, uh, reason with them and understand what where the idea came from to behave badly, I guess would be a good way to put it. But there's an age element to this as well, Dr. Judy. So how do you decide as a parent what is age-appropriate punishment? All right, we'll get a little phone problem. We'll get that settled out. Uh, we're talking to Dr. Judy Ho, and it was based on a uh, an interview that this child care specialist, um, Becky Kennedy, said, a good insight, a guide to becoming the parent you want to be, saying parents should, instead of punishing children, maybe try to understand why their kid's acting out in the first place. So, Dr. Judy, there's got to be an age component to this when it comes to disciplining children. Uh, how, what, how do you do? What I mean, how would you even go about determining what is appropriate punishment? And at what age would they understand and comprehend that? Comprehend that? Oh, absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right about that. So, you know, you have one end of the spectrum where the kid is six months, one year, Obviously, they probably do not know about what is good behavior and what is not just yet. You know, they can barely understand you. And so at some point, kids obviously do have some comprehension, you know, around the age of one or 18 months. They start to understand the concept of no. When you say no, generally kids around that age, they'll stop and, and they'll pause. They'll know that you don't want them to do something. But do they know the reasoning behind it? Do they know why it's wrong? Like, do they know that? It's not okay to throw food, for example, because they're just learning and they're playing with textures and, and that's basically a toy to them as well as food. You know, and then you get a little bit older, they're maybe four or five years old, and they do know that something is right and wrong, but they may not know the complexities behind why it's right and wrong, right? So they may they may know that you're upset with them when family comes over and you don't say hello right away. But does a child that age really understand, well, not only is it polite, but then you make them feel special when you stop what you're doing and you address them when they come into the house. Do they know that layer of information? I would say that most children at that age don't. So they'll know that, yes, this is right, this is wrong, mommy and daddy like this, mommy and daddy don't like this, but they may not know all of the underpinnings of social etiquette, right? That's complicated. Mm. So then once they get older, they're in their preteen years, then they do know those things. And it is worthwhile to have those conversations and say, guess what? This is what this person feels when they come into the house and you don't say hello to them. Think about how you might feel if 
you went into someone's house that you cared about and they didn't even look over to say hello to you. Wouldn't that make you feel bad? So I think at different ages, you teach them different things. And this whole idea of empathy, it develops a little bit later in children. Social consciousness, that develops a little later in children. So at the age of three or four, they may not really know that, but they do know this is okay and this is not okay, at least according to my parents or my teachers or some other important adult. I would think, and I'm not trying to make children sound like puppies here, but when it comes to younger ones, the punishment has to be immediate or else they're not going to put it together kind of like a dog. Sounds terrible, yeah, but you know what I mean. Right. You're absolutely right. I mean, that's when we talk about behavioral theory, and this is why parenting using behavioral theory has been so popular. It's because there is science behind it. You do have to have them associate different things with one another. So when they do something good, you want to acknowledge it right away because then they'll know, okay, when I do this exact thing, my parents are pleased, right? And similarly, when they do something that they're not supposed to do, you can't really wait two or three or four hours to punish them because children are not seething inside, you know, that entire time. They've moved on to something else. And then when you try to refer back to them and say, hey, look, when you did this this morning, some of them, it's not that they've completely forgotten, but they've certainly forgotten the feelings that they had or you had during that time. You know, children don't experience sense of time the way that we do. I would argue that even teenagers don't experience sense of time the way that we do. They feel like, oh, my gosh, you know, school is so tough right now. They can't see that maybe in three months it's all going to be over. They're not going to have to see these people again. They don't have that concept of what does it mean to look ahead at the age of 15 or 16 or 17 even the way that we do as adults, you know, looking forward to something that's six months or a year from now. Um, so I do think that there's different levels of how you talk to your children. Before we run out of time, Dr. Judy, I do want to get this in, and I'm not trying to carry forth with the dog analogy, but you, you, you can't <laughs> teach, you know, I say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I don't know if you can or not because I spoil my dogs as bad as I did the kid. But um, when it comes to age, is there a time where a parent, I mean, you, you got, you know, you can withhold financial help, you can do this or that, but is there a time where mm -hmm. uh, it, the, the, it's the clock's run out, that's it as a parent? You, you, it's kind of like too late to teach your kids anything? No, it's never too late to teach your kids anything. And your children teach you things every day too. So, you know, it's, it's a continual learning process. I think one of the most important lifelong lessons you can give to your child is the concept of lifelong learning, that we can always learn, we can always improve. And it's never too late to try to start a new positive behavior. And so I don't think that it's too late ever to try to parent your children in a slightly better way. And I do think it's important to teach your child empathy, but I think we have to do it in a way that is age appropriate and also still sometimes apply consequences in a way that makes sense and also say sorry when you're wrong, you know, admit to your child if you lost your temper, mm -hmm. admit to your child if maybe this consequence was a little too harsh and you do want to peel back this one time because you realize, okay, grounding a month, that's ridiculous, but I do need to ground you for this weekend. I think that's okay to have those conversations and negotiations. Hey, let me give this text real quick because this is interesting. A uh, 21-year-old child started smoking. Parent doesn't like it. To make a long story short, parents threatening to cut off any financial assistance to help the kid in college. But the kid says, I thought you loved me unconditionally. You're putting conditions on it now. What does a parent do? Because obviously nobody wants their kid to smoke, I don't think. 
Well, ouch. Um, well, yeah. first of all, I think there's a slight, <laughs> there, there's a slight manipulation there, I think, on the part of the older child saying something like, well, I thought you loved me and it's completely unconditional. Mm-hmm. We're talking about money and financial support here. I think it's okay to put conditions on that because it's your money. Right. <laughs> the parents are so hard. They, they, they're so hard on themselves. Like, Oh, what are you going to do? Never cut your child off? No. I mean, but there should be a gradual process. So look, if you're smoking and some of your money is going to buying things for smoking, I I'm not going to support that. that. It, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to support that, but uh, I will still help you pay your rent because that's something that we talked about, but I'm going to just deposit the rent to your rent account. Right. I'm just going to give it to your landlord. I'm not going to give you the money so that you can just have it, you know, and spend it on whatever you want. Right. So there's still different ways. I think you can support your child um, or your adult child um, and, and say, but certain things aren't okay with us and we're not going to support those habits and also put time limits. You know, I'm, we're going to keep supporting you for the next six months, let's say, but by the end of that six months, we do expect you to start having your own job and paying your own rent. And so you have six months and we'll give you all the support and, nurturance you need we can even help introduce you to people that you could get jobs from but you know we have six months now this kind of like runway until we have to essentially say goodbye to this part of our parenting doctor give me a 30 second answer here do you worry with luca that you're going to be a psychoanalyst more than a mother or a social psych- no actually ahead, well thank quick. goodness no so far not but you know we'll we'll see yeah but no so far i have not been trying to bring out my bag of tricks to, to deal with Luca. I'm just looking at him as a human being and giving him what he needs in the moment. And I'm surprising myself, Tommy, trust me. I'm surprising myself that I'm throwing away the textbook and saying, you know what? No, just look at the child and do what they need to do. At this I love it. Thank you, Dr. Judy. Your books real quick. If somebody wants to look into them. Stop self-sabotage. You can buy it on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. Um, but thank you so much for the shout out for that, Tommy. It's and, really great to talk to you. And if she's not on TV, you'll see her soon. She'll be on TV somewhere. Dr. Judy, I'll send you a check for $250 <laughs> because uh, we oh. bet 200 and it's the holidays. We thank you 200. so much. We'll oh, talk to you thank soon. Thank you, All Tommy. Right. That's and, so generous. Thanks and, so much. Well, and the Saints lost so badly. So there you go. 953, 7 till 10. We'll find out what Newell's got coming.